Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth-building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought-provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It is that time again. It is Friday morning if you're one of my early bird listeners. And I just recorded this episode. I'm 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 so glad to have this particular guest on. This is a, this is the beauty of real estate investing, folks. If and you hear me talk about this a lot, is building your network. Now, those of you know that I've had a, a good relationship with Reed Goosens. He's a syndicator over in the West Coast. He is the host of the Aussies Investing in the U.S. podcast. I met him from another mutual friend of ours that's in real estate investing that I met during uh, some training I did. And now that's introduced me to, Reed, of course, has introduced me indirectly to today's guest. Today's guest is the author of Real Estate is a Team Sport with John Carney. John Carney is his name. John is a third-generation property investor and developer. He's invested in both U.S., the U.S., Australia, and Indonesia. I shouldn't have said both. That's actually three. But he's a published author, sought-after international keynote speaker. I love that. John's popular presentation and book real estate is a team sport the nine players you need to profit outlines the steps to become smarter and more profitable as a property investor folks you know that i take a lot of time and energy making sure that i review every single thing that i put before you i'm never going to recommend something to you that i find will be a waste of your time this book is worth getting on amazon.com reaching out Going to real estate is a team sport. Search that on Amazon.com. Pick up this book. A little bit more about John. He was born in Cleveland, Ohio, but he moved to Melbourne with his Australian wife in 2009 after the global financial crisis. Although he was working on real estate, at the same time, he was being enticed by top-tier international commercial real estate firms. He decided to start his own business with the local Australian partners and his USA-based real estate network, America Property Source. That came to fruition in 2010, and it continues to flourish and evolve into today. John, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Tyler. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to be here and having a chat with you and your audience. I get you know I get a little bit of starstruck. I got to say, every time I get an, I don't get authors on the show very often, and I've got you are my second author that I've had on the show so far. So actually, I take that back. You'd be my third, but uh, so I really am glad that you take the time to. To come on the show today and, and talk about your book because I got to tell you I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that, thank you. It was written to uh, to give all of us real estate uh, investors who are who are um, you know working hard a little bit of insight into you know the trials and tribulations I've had and and how important I feel having the right team assembled uh, is to your to position yourself for ongoing success. What I like about this book is the way it's one of the things I like about it. I like a lot of things about it, but one of the things I like about it is the way it's laid out. It's laid out nice. I can use this as a reference, and I got to tell you, I'm keeping it on my desk 
because I'm talking to my coaching students on a regular basis and I don't have all the answers every day. Sometimes I have an off day and I forget things, but lately I find myself going to your book and going to the table of contents. I've actually got a paper clip on it, going to the table of contents and reading down the list of people that I need on my, that you need on your team. So it's been a great source of reference for me as well. That's uh, that's good news. Um, we we I I like uh, taking or, or that's good feedback coming on board um, from someone like yourself. And and you know it was interesting because uh, like everything maybe in real estate that you've experienced, you really learn the most valuable lessons from the from the deals uh, that don't uh, that go a little bit sideways or maybe the opportunities. <laughs> That, that you were uh, overzealous about and, and didn't pan out. But the interesting, um, you know, the, the quick story behind the book was I was living in Australia. Um, I had a business that was helping Australians invest in the United States. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of moving pieces from talking to someone who'd never been to the United States, never planned to go to the United States to helping them be successful um, investing in, in a basically a buy and hold rental house in the United States. So uh, we got as they would say, stuck into it. And, and we, we really built the system as we move forward. Um, you know, it, we filled in the blanks in the outline, but it, it just became apparent the more transactions um, I had under my belt with our company and our team that, that um, you know, each player, each person we introduced our, our clients to played a critical role um, in, in their overall success. And, and just having that person's contact info, you know, in your in your email uh, database and you know phone number on the phone w- wasn't enough. There had to be active engagement with with each player on the team. Since we'll be using the sports analogy, and and, re- and really, um, you know, the book was written. I couldn't. Uh, it was a it was a way for me to reach more people and, and sort of spread the message. Now at the same time, um, I was also um, r- writing that book. I was doing a few subdivision, um, like one lot uh, into a two lot into a five lot uh, subdivision nice. in Australia. So, you know, I put together a partnership. Uh, we'd spent a lot of time looking for the right uh, properties to buy, and then we were going to develop. So um, I had those other two projects running uh, simultaneously. And, and again, I was, uh, this was my first time venturing into real estate development in a, in a foreign country. And um, I, the business was sort of taken along, and you know it was it was more apparent to me than ever that you really had to rely on the expertise of your team uh, that you hand selected to to help guide you through the development process. If that makes sense, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Now, before we talk about your book, tell me a little bit more about America Property Source. So, America Property Source was uh, a business that I founded in Australia um, with some local Australian partners, um, to basically provide Australians with cash flow positive, um, us real estate. Now for your audience that, that has never been to Australia or, um, is unfamiliar with their property market, uh, Sydney and Melbourne are two of the most expensive property markets in the world. I mean, they're right up there with New York city, San Francisco, Paris, London, Tokyo. Um, they're very, uh, pricey. And finding cash flow positive real estate in Australia is 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 very challenging. Um, real estate investing in Australia is more about um, I, it's called negative gearing. You might own a rental property, uh, say a single family home, right. uh, it, it, and it's going to cost you money 
every month to maintain that, even with tenants paying the maximum rent. Uh, then at the end of the year, your account, your accountant will go through uh, the depreciation uh, schedules of the various um, uh, items in that property, the, the land, the house, the fixtures, so on and, and so forth. And, um, and you will submit a, a tax return and there will be, you will get a check back from the government uh, in theory that will bring you into cash flow positive. So if you think about it, you're, you're actually shelling money out of your pocket every month until your tax return is filed. And then you get your, your, um, your profit or your cash flow, um, in one lump sum at the end of the year. Now I'll just use, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the Florida market. Um, I'll use the Arizona market as, as an example, only because we did the majority of our transactions in Phoenix, but you would take kind of, um, let's say like a West Phoenix newer built suburb like uh, Buckeye or Surprise right. where you where you, you were you were able to buy a house for with the tenant in place that had been um you know remodeled recently uh you know say between 100 and 120,000. dollars Well the equivalent house in Australia, you know we're, we're talking about the year built, the type of neighborhood, distance to the city, um all the uh, employment and demographics are, are pretty much line up the same. You're looking at the cost of entry in that market in Australia, like three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. And this was at a time when the US dollar and the Australian dollar were either a dollar for dollar at parity or um or the Australian dollar for a period of time around two thousand twelve to fourteen was actually stronger. So uh you know today being being November twenty sixteen, um it's it's uh 75 cents us buys an australian dollar so there's been a big capital gain on the currency that our clients have, have benefited from but when you just do the math it, it was just making sense for people to um, be investing in the us if, if they were open to real estate risk so a lot of what we did at america property source was we started with why do you want to be a real estate investor you know what are your goals and then, um, you know, when someone made the decision to invest with us, um, you know, we, we charged a fee for service uh, and they were paying us a lump fee to, to do multiple things for them, including finding the property. And that was based on the Australian buyer's agent model. But at the end of the day, we um, we were doing a lot. We were setting up their currency trading account with our preferred trader so that they would get the very best uh, rate. Right. And these were the rates I negotiated uh, based on on volume. And that's how I, I traded my own personal currency. Right. I don't like using ATMs that charge me a fee. So I put <laughs> a little bit. I believe that that's just how I was raised. So, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into into mitigating fees. And that's just part of the mindset. I believe that that the successful real estate investors that, that I've been around, um, you, you know, practice every day, like a little bit of frugality practice in, in day-to-day life. But um, then we set up uh, our clients with the right accountant, uh, at both in Australia. We had accountants in Australia that understood the tax system there and, and how it worked with the U.S. Um, uh, limited liability companies through a, a lawyer who acted as a statutory agent. And then, um, you know, we had a great team of experienced investors who were also licensed real estate agents in Arizona that were um, that were sourcing the properties. Uh, they had the renovation teams that were doing the work. And then we put, we, we didn't manage, we had independent, we had two or three different companies that we would refer our uh, clients to for management. Um, there was there was a larger 
company that that was in a few different markets across the United States, and then there was sort of the small the small team. So people sort of had their choice to see who they who they ebbed and flowed with, right? So okay. uh, that's a critical piece of the puzzle, and we didn't want to be seen as well. You have to use this property management company, right? Right. And, so you were a a, a ter- I can't think of a good way to describe it, but a, a you were a turnkey provider per se, but with with options, with a menu. It, that's a great way to put it. I've never thought of it like that. You know, it, it, it evolved into that. But I mean, back when we started, I mean, these house, some of these houses needed a lot of work. I can and, imagine. <laughs> and um, so we, you know, some sleepless nights until I was convinced that this was all working. But uh, my partners and I jumped into the mix and, and we're, we're buying, um, you know, we're buying property as well. So, you know, I spent a, just about every day, seven days a week between 2010 and 2014, really, um, really on this business, both, both personally and, and with our clients. So, uh, I learned a lot by, um, by all that experience and, and the book, uh, was born out of that. That's cool. Now when you are and, and listeners, when, when he autographed my book, which is totally cool, by the way, I just think that's awesome. Uh, you had mentioned that this is my playbook for the real estate game. And I got to tell you, it's exactly that. That's why I said earlier when we first started the episode is that, yeah, I keep it on my desk now because it's a great quick reference. There's a lot of points in there. And what I did, and this is a little ninja trick for you, for you guys that are listening. It's, I hate, well, one thing I can't stand is a pet peeve of mine was when I deface it, when somebody defaces a book. So that's just a little thing. So what I take is a, a posty note and I cut them up in, in strips with the sticky on one end. And then I stick it on the page, kind of like a little bookmark. So if there's something in there that I want to reference real quick, I can go right to it. And I find myself using this very book. What this is really is it's a book that outlines a step-by-step on how to build your team so that you can be successful and avoid a lot of these mistakes. Now, John, early in the book, you mentioned that the book is not about how to be a real estate tycoon in in a year and a half. What prompted you to mention that? I love that, by the way. But what prompted you to mention that? Have you run run into that before, the guru scenario? Well, yeah, I I was trying to separate myself in Australia from being a guru, and, and Australians are great people, but they're also very skeptical people. And um, I was working in an unregulated area. Now, America Property Source, we went out, I was an agent's rep, and my business partner was a licensed estate agent. That basically means we were a broker and, a, and an agent in, in American language, right? And we had a, a fully licensed estate agency in the state of Victoria. That's where Melbourne was. Right. We, we really wanted to be as transparent um, as we could. But there was a lot of groups out there who were marketing companies. And you pick a state, one of the whether they were in Atlanta, um, in my hometown of Cleveland, and, and talking about how this area in Cleveland was the, was the new upcoming area. And I'm thinking, man, I wouldn't want to be driving through there in an armored car at night, you know. <laughs> this is going to end badly for some people. And, right. and I'm, I'm using that. It, that's a real story. And, and some of these companies stuck around long enough that the news reports coming out about the U S property market and the companies associated with that, um, were unfavorable. So, I mean, we just really stuck with what we were good at and that was positioning people to be successful. Right. Um, the, the book and the team is about, you, you don't go, we'll just use the NFL. You, you don't just win the Super Bowl, Right. Um, you've got to, you've got to recruit a, a huge team of people and you got to play together and practice and, and win a few games and lose a few games and learn from those mistakes in order to kind of 
get to that that promised land. So, um, you know, I, I was chatting with someone the other day, and I, they were giving me their timeline, uh, and they started in 2007, and now they're very they, they would appear to be you know cooking with gas, right? Right. How, how long has that taken? Nine years. Exactly. So I mean, if you. I'm almost the older I get and the, the more I'm in this, it, it's yeah. I mean, I look at 10 year increments and it's and, and with, with some focus, the right focus and a little bit of help from people that, um, you know, people like yourself, that there's a lot of podcasts and books out there and and seminars and good groups of people that you can connect with um, that, that will help you out. And, and I, when I was in my 20s, I thought I was an invisible, you know, and. and in just about everything I did. But when it came to investing, I made some mistakes um, and, and I didn't quit. I just had to learn how to mitigate that. And a lot of it was, um, you know, asking for help and um, swallowing my pride and, and, you know, building a team of people that were much smarter than me. Yeah, when I started here, the, you know, I call it my second act. And I got that actually from one of my listeners. We were talking to them on, uh, on some of their investments on one of our calls and she mentioned a second act. So that's my new thing. I love when she says that, so Kim, yes, I'm still using it if you're listening. But um, I, I was really focused on the number of units. You know, I was looking to build this really awesome resume. And at the end of the day, what I realized is that really nobody cared, including me. I, and when I started to focus more on the quality of deal than the quantity of the deals, I started being a lot more profitable investor. Yeah, I made this mistake back when I was flipping houses. I, I was like, oh, I just got to get another flip out of the way. And they were numbers, and I wasn't really focused on the quality. But Which, speaking of quality, you know, through the book, you make it very clear that you're not afraid to hire and pay the right professionals to get the job done. And I can tell based on your writing style that you've actually, you value the service of others. Now, how has that mindset helped you succeed in, as far as your investments? Well, we'll just go back with, with what I, when I recently exited in Australia, right? We, um, we, we just sold our final house and, and shut down that company. And, and, you know, these, these were base hits getting in the development game on a small scale with, with two other partners, a, a two lot subdivision and a, and a, and a second property, which was a five lot subdivision. Um, you know, it, it was a group of people making a little bit and, and had I stayed there, we would have replicated it, as my one partner called it, you know, making the sausage factory, right? Right. Just, just churning them out. Um, but, but that didn't happen. And that's just my approach now is, is uh, it, you, you need a few base hits, and, and it's going to help when, when you're positioned again. You're positioned again the, the more that you participate and, um, you know, exercise your investor muscle, whatever your niche is whether it's multifamily or single family homes or fixing and flipping, whatever that niche is that you're, you're focused in on, um, you know, every deal is going to teach you something. And, um, you know, when you, when you, at the end of the day, you might look back at your numbers and say, huh, I could have saved some money if I'd done this differently. Well, lo and behold, there may have been someone you could have paid a little bit more money that would have given you the right advice or the right time. Um, you know, to avoid something like that. I mean, I, I put a lot of, I put a lot of um, time and energy into, into speaking to the right accountants and the right lawyers because you know accountants they're they're going to keep you accountable to the numbers, right? And they and they know the tax the tax rules and regulations um, to help you. You know, it's about real estate is about maximizing the legitimate tax benefits 
right? There's legitimate tax benefits to real estate, and no one is going to tell you what they are unless you ask. Yeah, and you have to, yeah, you absolutely have to go looking for it and put the right team in place. And I know what we find, what I find a lot is unfortunate is people judge who they hire based on what how, what they cost. And, you know, the cost of the service, which is a little disappointing. And because I hear stories of, well, I went to this attorney, and then this happened, and it's like, well, why do you think that happened? Well, because you know, I probably hired the hundred and fifty dollar an hour attorney that you know, doesn't really have much belief in what he's doing or in his system or worse, you get stuck with an attorney or a team member that is not an expert in that individual department. And this, this rings especially true in real estate is what I hate to do is pay an attorney to learn. In other words, don't hire a probate attorney. Don't use your, your family, your family attorney, your probate lawyer or whatever, whoever did your grandmother's will is not the same guy who should be closing a real estate transaction or wording real estate contracts for you. Find a specialist. And like you say, John, in the book, you know, don't be afraid to pay them because this is truly a case of you get what you pay for. You absolutely get what you pay for. Yeah. Now, and, and I think that that's just part of part of experience that comes with it. So I mean, by by it it's easier said than done sometimes, right? Yeah. That's I mean for sure. no no one starting out is gonna say, I can't wait to go find hire an expensive attorney. Right. That that that's that's sort of missing the point. Um figure out how you can protect yourself in, in the assets that, that you're holding, um, in the state that you're in, it it it, it uh, you know, by using somebody by going out and talking to a few people and, and settling on someone that has a proven track record as a real estate attorney. And I mean, there's references and in a lot of ways by asking questions that you can be introduced to these people and it doesn't cost you a lot of money. I mean, it, I've been given the advice by attorneys that I mean, you really do almost need an introduction for that profession. I mean, it's yes. not so much as a cold call uh, type scenario, but you know, that is part of the hustle that everyone seems to be talking about. And, and that will position you for your future long game success. So you're not shopping by, and that's what I love about this. The way you, the way my takeaway, especially when I read this in the book is that you're not shopping by price. You're shopping by who you feel is most qualified. The price is irrelevant initially in the decision-making process. It's really who's most qualified to handle this situation. That's correct. And, and I found that you can have multiple people qualified. So then it sort of comes down to who would you want to, you know, I use the Australian analogy, right? Melbourne to Sydney. The book was written to get you from Melbourne to Sydney and back on the flight. Um, that That's that's the, the length. But um, if you had to fly from New York to L.A. and sit next to this person who's on your team, would you guys be having a good conversation? Um, would you be chatting? Would you be laughing? The next thing you know, boom, you're in L.A. I mean, that that's the type of person I'm ultimately looking for for each team member. There's that's uh, some, awesome. Someone that I can gel with and, um, you know, they don't have to be your best friend, but um, you want to you want to have some type of common interest and common ground. That's awesome. And yeah. And boy, I, that, that I'm going to I'm going to remember that one. I can show you that I'm gonna, when I listen to this episode myself, I'm going to I'm definitely going to remember that one. Now, you well, you actually reference in the book using an attorney to help you put a deal together. Now, I've been early on my first my first act in real estate. I looked at attorneys as kind of people that are deal killers. They they rip the deals apart. But at the time, I was a residential real estate agent. Now I've made the switch over to the commercial side of things. But as a residential agent, we would roll our eyes every time an attorney got involved. 
you're thinking, oh, here we go. They're going to take the state-approved contract, and they're going to find something wrong in paragraph 67 that was been worded that way for the last 20 years. But <laughs> you actually, and then Grenada deal because of it, but you actually use them as a tool to put deals together in the, in the negotiation stage or, or in the pre-contract stage. I found that interesting. Yeah, and and there's been a few partnerships where I, where I've had um, partners that were attorneys that were in real estate that have been at, at the at the at the LOI writing, um, you know, end of the end of the deal. So that helps. That doesn't. I'm not suggesting that you you need to have an, an attorney negotiate right. for you, but I've I've just had that experience by 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 luck of of association, I suppose you would say, but you know. There's lawyers in our family, and and, and I, I pay attention when they're when they're talking about um, past events. Well, yeah, and they have a different view on things, and they're a little obviously a little more adverse to risk. They have a little more experience in that regard, so it never hurts to at least run it by them, uh, get them involved in the process. If you feel if you're feeling uncomfortable with it, never never hurts. So, John, moving on, you before we wrap up here, I want to talk about you're investing in you've invested in three markets. I mean, I've invest in two markets, but my markets are only, I can get on a plane and be in, in Tennessee in an hour and a half. You're on opposite sides of the globe. How does that work? Well, I mean, that that's almost a second, a second episode. My, <laughs> I can imagine. I, I had a, had a, my, my first entrepreneurial venture was, um, was exporting, um, unique, unique slabs of timber and reclaimed timber from, from Bali and, and furniture made out of reclaimed teak wood, right? Recycled wood. And, um, you know, I was having a go at that particular business before I had a family back in 2005. And so I had spent some time over, over in Indonesia and, and there had been um, some unfortunate events uh, in, in Bali, which, which devastated their economy. There was the Bali bombings. And then I was over there uh, just post that and, and, and everything was really at a discount, including including villas. So I believe that the, uh, the Australians would come back and, and they did. And I'm one of those Australians that did come back and, and I met on one of my trips was the lady that uh, became my wife. Now in 2009, we weren't married, but, uh, you know, due to a, a family. So I got, I, I'm jumping ahead. So I got into sure. a few real estate transactions over there. And, um, and, and that's where, I, I cut corners on professional advice, and that came back to haunt me. Ouch. Uh, we'll leave it at that. But, um, y- you know, then I ended up uh, moving to Australia because my wife had a, had an illness in her family in 2009. Uh, the U.S., that right after, um, you know, the, the big global financial meltdown here in the United States that was property-related, property um, which which threw a curveball at me. I didn't, I didn't move over there to... Um, to start America Property Source, my plan was to to get into commercial brokerage, and um, and do some small developments. So I ended up doing the small developments to get started in that, and um, you know ended up starting a business uh, over there, the entrepreneurial pool. But um, you know I, I'm a I'm a ready fire aim type person sometimes, and um, I believe in just jumping in the deep end and, and figuring it out. Right. But, uh, I don't do that anymore unless I have a good team of people around me. Yeah, exactly. I've I've gotten a, a little less hesitant as my team grows. <laughs> as I knew had new people, I'm like when I finally got management figured out 
in in the two markets, it's like, oh, well, now I'm not as scared anymore because I pick up the phone and go, listen, what's this going to, one, two, three, anywhere street, what's it going to rent for? And they tell me, and I stick with that. And they know me. They know me well enough to know they always lie to me by a little bit, make it and tell me less than what it actually runs for. So I'm pleasantly surprised on the back end. <laughs> that that's perfect. Well, you'd rather have it that way than the other way around, right? Exactly. Now you're not going to get more than seven fifty for this, Tyler. Are you sure? Because last time you told me that it was eight hundred. Nope, I'm dead serious. And then, you know, six months later, I'm looking at the report, going, "Where's it? Uh, what, uh, this doesn't make sense. Why is there more money here? Well, because I lied to you again. I'm like, okay, well, that'll work. So be it, right? And I would argue that that's probably on the rare side, right? But exactly. Look, I mean, that's that when it all boils down to all the accountants and, and, and lawyers in the world aren't going to help you if you don't get the management company right. But uh, Amen. They, Amen. Should, they should be able to network you into the right person in, in any market. I believe that in any market, you can show up, build a team, and be successful. Last question before we wrap up. I know you're a busy guy and you got other stuff to work on today, but what's your best advice to a lot of my listeners are new to intermediate investors. What's your best advice to them as far as getting started? I, I think that uh, if you make the decision to get started, you, you, there's a couple of things that have to happen simultaneously. Um, take an action every day that gets you closer to your goal. I, I do that every day. I, I know what, what my goal for the week is, my for the month, for the year. And, uh, and depending on where I'm allocating my time, at the end of the day, I like to be able to sit back and say, did I make progress towards a goal I was focused on, right? Um, Outstanding. So, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a big believer in teams. You can read about that. But uh, it's, it's just small action steps every day towards the goal. We'll get you there. Exactly. So, John, besides, if, uh, besides Amazon.com, of course, where else can people go to reach out to you as far as getting your book? And if they want more questions or maybe want to do a deal with you or talk to you about next steps or things like that, how, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, JohnCarneyOnline.com. You can um, hook up with me there. Uh, go ahead and shoot me an email uh, at, at John at JohnCarneyOnline.com. Um, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn. I'm I'm on all those various social media platforms, and um, you know, look forward to talking to uh, whoever might have a question for me and answering that. Outstanding. And folks, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So if you have questions, just and you're on your mobile device, look at this. Look at your cell phone. That'll be at the very last part of the show notes. Will be just that information there. His social media contacts, his web address, email address, all that. If you have questions? Reach out. Speaking of being online. We invite all members of the cash flow community, those those are the guests that have been on the show, as well as all of our listeners, to join us in the Facebook our Facebook community. It's called the Cash Flow Guys Community. The easiest way to get there is to go to Facebook. I'm sorry, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. That's cashflowguys.com forward slash group. That is a direct link that forwards directly over to Facebook and will allow you to invite your, to get an invitation to join our group. If you have questions, you need some extra motivation, you're looking to get things going in the right direction, or you just simply want to have someone to talk to to help you get over some of the fears that you might be experiencing, then reach out to me at cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. That is my appointment link. I open that up on Friday afternoons. I'm booked probably a few weeks out right now, but go on there and you can set a time. We'll, we'll schedule a call. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about whatever topic you want to talk about. As long as it's not politics, I don't want to talk about politics. I'm just tired of hearing about it. 
But other than that, I'd be more than happy to get on the phone and talk to you about your real estate investing troubles or any way we can get you rolling in the right direction. It's been great once again, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us this week, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Thanks, John, for coming. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.